And if uh, you've been having trouble with fertility out there lately, just uh, turn up the radio real strong and loud and say, blow this one up and down the air shaft. You're going to get some action. Hold it, hold it there, Nick. Hold it there. We don't hold it, Nick. Hold it, hold it, Nick. No, you reset that there, Nick. I know that you loathe to take it off. It's very exciting. But you've heard one fertility right, and you've heard them all. It's just the way it goes. Uh, although they're pretty exciting, if the, you know, speaking of uh, fertility uh, and all those uh, terrible things, which are, oh, we're we're talking about the plant world. Actually, we're discussing uh, stuff that you put in your geranium pots. If I can use the word, you know, as controversial as pot on the radio here, I don't want to <laughs> offend anybody there, but uh, blow a little this way. Uh, while, we're on, while we're on the subject of, uh, you know, life, you just got to face life for what it is. I mean, Jersey is moving in the right direction as it often is. Let's, let's salute Jersey here tonight. We'd like to salute. I have a, somebody sent me a, a uh, I'm sorry I missed this. Bring it up, please, there, Nick, please. I'm sorry I missed this, uh, Experiment that was carried on in Jersey a couple of days ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the that's the excitement of a guy in an all-night cut-rate clothing store on Route 22. You know, money talks, nobody walks, and this is the the feeling that surges to the soul at five o'clock in the morning. You just cooled on past the flagship, you know. And you, dropped in there and you're looking at those Edwardian sport coats and oh god it's Jersey oh, the excitement the excitement oh it's just driving me on my bird I can't help it oh hold it there hold it there Nick thank, thank you thank you thank you thank you it's very exciting it really is I people think I put Jersey down I think I say that if there wasn't already a Jersey man would have been forced to invent one it's just just it's a it's just a, a, you know, it's just natural over there. And I'd like to salute Jersey tonight for a, a really creative experiment. And I'm reading the uh, the uh, press release here. And uh, I don't know, it's a very official outfit that gave this thing. It's, it's, it's called the Environmental Impact Statement. That's a profound way of, you know, it's, it's a really a pompous way of describing the crud that drifts down on your new shirt. You know, it's an environmental impact statement and uh they had a they had a test here the other day i'm sorry i missed it it said that they're going to play or did play through four giant loudspeakers placed on the towpath of the canal that uh goes along memorial parkway east of new street someplace in jersey right around rutgers and they had these big four loudspeakers placed up there. Big, giant loudspeakers. Now, they didn't say where they put them or how they put them, but they were biggies, see? And they aimed them at the Freelinghuisen building, these loudspeakers. Now, what they played through the loudspeakers is kind of great. They played simulated traffic noises for the year 1975. Which they could hear what the traffic lights in 1975. And uh, did you hear about that? You didn't. You just thought that was some of the normal, you know, uproar that you hear in Jersey all the time. You didn't realize that they were simulated uproar. Uh, I mean, it's, it isn't bad enough that we've got enough here going now. We've got to simulate how it's going to be when it's even worse. But uh, nevertheless, they played the simulated traffic noises for the year 1975. And it was played in, uh, uh, on this quiet afternoon from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. <laughs> Got a nice in the neighborhood. 
But uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm sorry I really missed this one. We just did miss it. They played uh, a couple of days ago simulated traffic noises for the year 1995. Well, uh, the guy that wrote this letter to me, he says, you, you have no idea what happened, Shep. He says, it was fantastic. He says, I'm sitting in a class there, see, and he says, it's a psychology class. And he said, we're sitting there just droning on and on. He said, the guy, he said, it was a psychology of machine class, actually. He says, you know, he's in some kind of a business management thing and had a machine. And he says, we're going on and on and on. He said, all of a sudden, they hear this giant roar, fantastic roar. And everybody says, milling around in a class. They said, what's the matter? The air conditioning gone wrong again? You know, what's the matter? Is the elevator's gone bad? They figured it was the building, you know. They have, building goes bad all the time. The Johns stop up, actually, is what happens in that building. And he says, they make a giant roar. He says, we figured it was going on again. And he said, uh, suddenly, in comes a guy with a clipboard. He says, we are here taking uh, taking uh, information as to how your class is reacting to the uh, traffic noises of the year 1975. He says, our professor grabbed a hold of that behavioral psychologist, and he said, he slid him right out on his ear. He said, you try that again, buddy. <laughs> he just flew him out. And I kind of like that. He said, uh, he says that our psychologist uh, didn't uh, buy the scene. He says, uh, he says, I don't know what it did to the students, but it sure flipped our psych teacher there. He says, well, of course, he says, it's the blind leading the blind all over again. It's always the way. I mean, if you knew the real true story about, uh, you know, these uh, sexual experimenters, you know that they're watchers, they ain't doers. It's a big difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I knew one one time. It's a sad scene. For some guys go to a terrible extent, uh, you know, go through get nine degrees so they can legitimately watch porny films. Kind of the light of research. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, man. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, is, is there anybody out here, though, that heard the simulated traffic noises for 1995? Anybody out there heard that? We'd like to hear from you. Because, you know, a lot of things are happening. I'm in the supermarket today, and I see that the, in the pet department, which I rarely go to, see... I, uh, you have to, I have to go through the pet department to uh, to get at the uh, at the department that I'm really heading for, and I don't know every department. You have to go through the damn pet department. They always have these uh, in the village, see, the big pet departments down there. And uh, oh yeah, there's a half the time when I'm in the supermarket down there, there's all these tall, thin guys with gigantic dogs, and. Uh, I caught one one day just to, you know, just to, he was, let's put it this way, he was creating a nuisance in the frozen food department. And uh, I said, look, he's right on the frozen peas. And the guy says, you just leave Dickie alone. I said, I will, certainly will. But I, I don't eat frozen peas now. From that. But that's another thing, you know, six and one half, another, you pick it up the way you go. I see a guy in San Francisco, you don't mind if I, if I uh, you know, I touch on some sore points here, do you, Nick? You don't mind. Uh, well, a uh, guy in San Francisco, I'd, have, I'd like to salute that guy, please. Uh, an astonished passerby was watching a man, and he just applauded. He said, it's a terrible thing. Because well, that's worse when the passersby get involved and start applauding. And uh, one of the great things I like about the spring is that I get practice on my famous vacant eye. Yeah, yeah, because you see all the panhandlers come out, 28 million of them, they... they they blossom like the daffodils in the spring, you know. And they're, oh, yeah, yeah, well. they, they, have you noticed that the new technique among, among, uh, among the elbow pluckers is that uh, they never ask for a set amount. They, they always ask for an odd number. It's somehow it sounds more authentic. So if the guy's, oh, you got a dime, buddy, you know, he's just a bum, you know. Uh, 
and uh, off, uh, you know, he comes, uh, quarter, you know, he's a bum. But if he says, got uh, 37 cents, you figure he, you know, he's, he's catching the train, some strange train that goes by way of the underground and uh, something that goes by way of a trestle, a one-wheel trestle to uh, Queens, and it costs 37 cents. And uh, so they, they all come up to me with that. So I've learned to take the offensive. Uh, what do you do when you see one of these guys reading towards you? The, here's a tip, Nick. Try it. Reel yourself. You see, reel. Stagger back. Hey, buddy. He, he turns around see, and he, he staggers off in the other direction. He, and he, he, I can just see the, the confusion in his eyes. You know, he says, I, I used to give a tang. I, I think I'm slipping, you know. It's the second time today I've, I've tried to put the arm on a bomb, you know. <laughs> so I take the offensive. I believe the best defense is an offense. And incidentally, I, I, I picked up uh, $7.42 today doing that. So, uh, you know, you just keep moving. You just got to keep moving today. Uh, speaking of moving, friends, uh, this is WOR New York. And how about a little salute to our sponsors, please, if you will. All together now, sing it out again. Let's go. How do you do, Mr. Swanson? How do you do? Here's the time for a commercial for you. We'll sing it out. to put it in. Yeah. If you'll get up the tip, how do you do, Mr. Swanson? How do you do? Yes, friends, this very deeply concerned radio station tonight takes this opportunity to salute that great doormat that people are constantly yelling about and kicking around, the sponsor. In a little singing salute. Bring it up there. Yeah, yeah. How do you do? <laughs> How do you do? Resmatez. We'll move a lot of merchandise for you. Hooray for Y&R. BBDNO. Carl Bates and all the gang. How do you do? How do you do, Gray Agency? Hello. Let's go. Oh, oh, and that's time for me to give a spot here, huh? <laughs> hey, friends, let's see. We'll start right at the top. we got a whole list of them here. Nick, uh, please, would you give me a little of that cheap Portuguese music, please, the background here. Just give me a little of it in the background here. I'll sneak up on these guys. Yes. Oh, it's time for our Portugal spot. If you're going to take a vacation in Europe, friends, this year, why don't you, you know, really break out. Go where the Europeans go, to Portugal. Yeah, they still have that great old world charm. And at TAP, the Intercontinental Airline of Portugal, they have the fantastic, perfect way for you to enjoy everything from their ancient castles in the quiet countryside to their fado music and elegant restaurants. Oh, you sit there, you know, and you drink that rosé wine and that dark-eyed elfin beauty opposite you with her eyes flashing. That's the way to enjoy the castles, man. <laughs> yes, sir, you give them a call, and uh, they've got all kinds of fantastic round-trip deals they can make for you, and you'll find it worth the call. Just call them up anyway and tell them that you're there, you know? The number in New York is 421 8500 I kid you not when I say that if you take a trip to Portugal, friend, you will never forget it. Portugal. Oh, my elfin beauty. <laughs> my Portuguese vixen now. Please hold it there. <laughs> that is a sad scene, isn't it? 
Hey, by the way, speaking of uh, Portugal, we'd like to throw this little wine spot here at you. It's called Costa do Sol. Costa do Sol. Not do, do, do. It's Costa do Sol. And it's a great wine. It's a sunshine wine. Actually, it's a rosé. It's one of the best rosés made in Portugal. And by the way, that is the special wine of Portugal. If you go to Portugal, uh, everywhere you go, they drink this great rosé. That's, that's the wine of Portugal, really. And it's light, very light. It's so light, the stuff is almost like air, and has a light effervescence to it. A very slight, just a slight uh, sparkling quality. You know what I mean? Just slight bubbles. That's the, that's the best rosé. You should have that. And Costa do Sol is a vintage rosé. And by the way, uh, it's the only rosé, the only Portuguese table wine ever to win a gold medal at the International Contest at Budapest. It's a great wine. And uh, you can buy it in the great big bottles, too. They're not, not the little itsy-bitsy ones. You don't have to be a wine expert, Dad. You just try Costa do Sol, and it goes with anything. In fact, it goes with nothing. It just goes. <laughs> a lot of ting, ting, A Costa do Sol vintage rosé imported by the Allens of M.S. Walker, Inc., Boston, Mass. A lot of ting, ting, Costa do Sol. D-O-S-O-L. Sol means uh, Sol. You know who Saul was. Yeah, he had this little uh, roasted chestnut stand outside of the museum down at 53rd Street. You remember him. Big Saul? Yeah. Uh, uh, bugles, please, Nick. Bugles, please. Uh, for General, please. General Tire. It says open. It says bugles. Bugles. That's bugles. It says play bugles loudly. There, there it is. Fine. <laughs> Now, through April 29th, buy three general polyester core tires and get the fourth one free. You'll love it. Even if you got a three-wheel car, you'll love that fourth one. It's fun. Yes, you get the fourth general tire grabber free. Grabber. <laughs> I don't know whether we should. The kids are still. Remember, you get the fourth tire free, the general tire grabber, man. So you get down there with the Duragen tread rubber, the polyester cord body, all those fantastic things that you've always associated with those beautiful general tires. So around. So rich, so fully packed. So that's at the home of the big General Tire G, your one-stop car care headquarters. Whew. <laughs> Made it. Thank you, Ed. I'm glad you had me back in your show. I'm working on a new dance, yeah? <laughs> hey, basketball cuckoos, the exciting action-packed New York Nets are into round two of the ABA playoff against the Virginia Squires. Some misprentices of Virginia Squares here. The home games against Virginia will be played at the new Nassau Coliseum Hempstead Turnpike in Uniondale, L.I. Tickets can be purchased at the Nassau Coliseum Ticket Office or at any Ticketron location, just like the big Gene Shepherd show last week. Tickets are $8, $7, $6, and $3 for students under 18. The games are scheduled for Monday and Wednesday, April 24th and 26th. So get your ticket now at the box office at the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, Long Island, or at any Ticket Tron location. That's a great kind of commercial. Hey, uh, listen, I have a question to ask you. It just, just occurred to me, and I, I'll, I'll throw it out for what it's... It's not really asking a question. I mean, uh, I mean you know, everybody's complaining... You know, I, I feel really left out. I'm not part, for the first time in a long time, I'm not part of a good action group. Now, all the action groups, you know, the ad hoc committees that I've been part of from time to time, they were kind of all disappeared. I guess spring does it. And uh, 
I was watching uh, some news here the other day, TV, you know, and I see a lot of demonstrations going on. I miss a good action group. Is there any action group out there that'd like to have me as a member? I mean, I don't care what the action is. It's one action. Good action group. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just looking for action. How about an ad hoc action uh, uh, committee? That sounds good. Just, you know, general action. Just general action. I, I, uh, I, I just feel it. You know, don't you sometimes get that feeling, Nick? Get the itch. You know, just you want a little action, right? Action for its own sake. That's the best kind of action, really. That's that's pure action. Unadulterated by any causes, you know. You're, the trouble with causes, you know, you, you get bored by them after a while, you know. But you never get bored by action. By pure action. And the real thing, you know. Oh, the real thing. No, no, it's something else. La-teen, la-da-tee-dee-dee-teen. Oh, gee, I saw a terrible scene today. I saw a bomb laying on the sidewalk. He's all, you know, he's, he's, he's really pie-eyed. He's laying there. He's just completely out. And he's over there on 3rd Avenue, up on 40th Street. And a fantastic crowd is going by. It's right at the rush hour, 5 o'clock, you know. And the Stouse's guys are all heading for for uh, the, for uh, Grand Central. You know, all those ad agency types. And here's this guy laying right in the middle of the sidewalk. See? And you can see they're all turning their head away because that's a specter, man. I mean, they uh, Boy, you can get scared when you're working in an agency, and you're there, but for the grace of the uh, the uh, international pickle account, go high, you know. And he's laying there, uh, he just bombed out of his beam. He just laying there, one shoe is half off, and uh, he just he is laying there, sculled, and somebody has stuck a sign on it, some ad agency type, and it says, uh, <laughs> all it says is when you want more than one, and uh, he's laying there, see. Well, I, I, I you know, I just. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't make the news, friends. I only report it. Now, remember that. I just report the news. I don't make it. Don't get the... I'm sorry. I don't... Uh, there he is. He's just laying there. So, so I, I'm walking along there, and I, I just, uh, you know, I'm looking at the... <laughs> and I'm looking at the... You know, I'm just looking at the birds, and uh, I walk past, uh, walk past the newsstand there, and the guy's got a radio going, see, and I hear this... Uh, just one little disjointed news flash... A dirigible crashed in the garden in England. I said, well, I'll be damned. Well, I just continued right on. See, and the bomb is laying there in the whole state. A dirigible crashed in the garden in England. Did you hear that on the news? Well, I kind of, no, I didn't hear any more about it. So I said, what do you mean a dirigible crashed? A dirigible, yeah, a dirigible. A zeppelin, dirigible. Not a blimp, a zeppelin, a dirigible. Different, see? I didn't even know there was any around. It crashed in the garden in England, busted the marigolds. It's a, that's what the guy said on the news. That the, the destroyed the marigold pot of Mrs. M. G. Uh, Whit Whitworth Armstrong or something like that. So said marigolds were brought. Nobody else was hurt. Just the marigolds. See, and I thought, well, you know, that bum laying there. And I thought, gee, it's spring. It's kind of great. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's all going on the bum. This is the only time a bum really feels good being a bum. And I, I thought that, uh, you know, I thought that. I thought to myself, I'm, I'm walking through the pet department, see, in the, in the supermarket, and I see this great big dog walking ahead of me there, you know, and he stops by the frozen food counter again. And, and uh, what was worse, uh, you know, it's very disturbing, uh, is that the fir that's the first time I've seen a Great Dane pushing his own shopping cart uh, in this place in the village. See, he's walking around there. I guess he had a credit card and all, but uh, uh, did you see in the, in, the, uh, in the pet department now they've got, uh, they've got these uh, people crackers? You know, and that I, I really got bugged. Yeah, I really got mad. Here I am, a person, see, and uh, it's a people crackers. Well, you know what people crackers are, don't you? You know, well, you know what dog bones are, right? I mean, the uh, little crunchies that the, the dogs eat, you know, these little crackers, dog, uh, 
You know, those give, 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 here, give Fido a dog biscuit. You've heard that many times. Well, you know what that is, Nick, don't you? I don't have to explain these basics to you, do I? Well, uh, they have these biscuits shaped like bones. You know, you've seen them. Well, they're not real bones. They're just fake, you know, the fake bones. They don't even look like real bones. I never saw a bone that looked like that. But, uh, nevertheless, hey, there's any any uh, doctor out there, have you ever seen any of these dog bone biscuits, you know, with the, you know, the dog bones? What bone is that copied after? I have never seen. I'm talking about anatomically, Doc. Uh, what bone looks most like a classical dog bone that you see in the, you know, in the crackers? But uh, what really bugged me, I figured that I'm going to, the tibia, the femuts, 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 <laughs> oh, gee. and you complain about puns. That was terrible. But uh, nevertheless, I, I, oh, that threw me. You see, you just get thrown off here. When you when you start getting jokes from the audience, you get thrown off your beat. So, uh, nevertheless, I, I I saw these these people crackers see, and I noticed. Now, uh, any of you out there who have seen these things? Now, now, now I'm I'm, now I'm serious. Now, this is this is Shepherd's Action Committee. I want you to notice one thing about these people crackers. These are crackers for your thought that are uh, that are, uh, are are in the shape of people. See, it's, it's, it's based on the psychology that this is what all dogs secretly want to bite anyway, see? So why not go along with it, you know? And uh, they make these crackers in the shape of people. But here's what bugs me. All of the crackers are in the shape of men. They're in the shape of men. Yeah, that's right. All right. What are they in shape of? Well, there's a mailman, there's a milkman, there's a policeman, they got dog catchers, there's a fireman. And, uh, you know, you just feed. This is encouraging crime. I mean, this is encouraging, I, I think. And not only that, it's encouraging disrespect for men. I happen to be a man. I'm a man. Now, I, I just don't know what the what the Gloria Steinem or, or Betty Friedan would say if the, if the uh, people cracker people came out with six different types of chicks for dogs to eat up like that, you know? So I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you. Uh, it, uh, if, if you, uh, if you, you know, you, you get pushed to the point there where where, uh, where you do things like this guy did in San Francisco. An astonished passerby watched a man smash 28 parking meters with a hammer in front of City Hall. Now, he just flipped. He ran around. He's banging away at these parking meters with a hammer. Police said they arrested the guy. He's 40. A short time later, he was putting the hammer back in his car. He was booked for investigation for uh, malicious mischief and tampering with parking meters. He will also be billed for the damage to the meters. And uh, here's what he said. His quote, I think, is memorable. The public was here first. Then came the cars and the meters. People aren't machines, and they shouldn't be timed by machines. All parking meters are illegal. People shouldn't have to be running around keeping the meters happy. They don't do nothing for me. And he just took a hammer and whack, you know. Friend, uh, it's a losing fight. Now, I'm not, I'm not recommending that you don't get into a losing fight. I have never been in a winning fight. So I, I just, you know, as an old, as an old veteran uh, uh, <laughs> member of many a losing team, I, I, <laughs> I, I just say to you, friend, that there are some fights you shouldn't even start due to the problems involved. Now, uh, is there anybody called up and asked me if I wanted to be a member of an action group? No. Well, see, this, this, uh, I, I take this. No, I take this as a changing climate. Uh, just uh, a year ago, had I said I want to be a member of an action group. The phone would have been ringing for three days. I mean, everybody was forming an ad hoc committee. I haven't seen a good ad hoc committee in years. 
<laughs> oh, well. You know, by the way, speaking of the... Although I know, I know, I know all about it, honey. I just didn't, couldn't do them all at once. You know, just let, let Daddy control the machine, will you? Okay? I'll run the machine here. You you stick in the, in the back seat and ride. You, you go along for the ride, huh? Uh, while we're uh, going along for the ride here, I I uh, would like to... Uh, I'd like, you know, speaking of uh, being caught in a terrible... The terrible bind. I got a letter here from a lady here, see? And I'll read it to you. Let's see. Let's see, where's the rest of it here? Oh, no, no, I can't read that on here. <laughs> Not with the kids listening. Oh, here it is. Uh, it says, uh, here, it says, Dear Shepherd, it's written in that little cramped handwriting you know, some ladies write with. There's a certain kind of person who writes a letter, whenever they write, when they dot an I, they make a little circle. That's a very special type of person. And then there's an even more special type which I would advise you to stay away from. They tend to make your teeth get fuzzy. You get too close to them. And that's the kind of person who dots their eye with a little tiny heart. <laughs> oh, yes, I've seen that type. Uh, yes. What's worse, I once knew a male who did that. Oh, my. Oh, it's Chucky. He loved that purple stationery, you know. Uh, several years ago, Shepard, this lady says, I went to my supermarket and I found that my preferred dishwashing detergent was changed. Had a great big sign on the front of it that says, new, improved, more bubbles, longer-lasting suds. So I went to the manager and I asked if they had any the old stuff that I usually used. Forgotten in the background. She said, I don't like bubbles. I hate spending the time waiting for those long-lasting bubbles, which sometimes take weeks to disappear from my sink so I can find my dishes. <laughs> He's the manager tonight that he handed me the old stuff around. But he sent me to a little store down the street. I found and finally cornered a three-year supply of my old, unimproved dishwashing material. Three lovely months with flat suds and quick-bursting bubbles. Oh, joy. A small victory. Well, <laughs> maybe that's the way it goes. You know, you pick them up, there you go. Let's see, uh... No, I didn't want to. Didn't want to. I'm not attacking dogs here tonight, madam. Nor am I taking an anti-parking meter stand. I will say this, however, though, a great thing once happened to me with a parking meter, and I was faced with a moral problem. What do you do about this, Nick? Moral problem. Shepard drives up uh, to a place uh, with a parking meter, see, and it was a it was a nighttime parking meter. See, it was it was it said uh, something like uh, from seven o'clock. In the evening to eight in the morning, you could park free. So, you know, no, so I drive. I was about five minutes to seven. I mean, there's a moral problem right there. It's five minutes to seven. See, so I look around. At the, uh, there's nobody on the street. Uh, well, okay, you just hold them there. I can't stop my story right in the middle, honey. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I, I look around. It's, it's five minutes to seven. Now this actually happened to me. It's a great moment. Now the parking meter was one of these things that does not make up. It had no. Uh, it had no uh, uh, no adjustment for smaller lengths of time. You couldn't put in pennies, you know, for five minutes. And it was a it was a it was a twenty five cent parking meter. And the town, in case you're interested, was Boston. So old Shep comes into this place, you know, he stops there in front of the, in front of the parking meter. Five minutes to seven. I look around. What am I going to do? Well, being basically afraid of a great fist to come out of the sky. And yeah, that's right. I says, oh well, what the hell? See, so I reach in my pocket. I find I have a quarter. See, so I put the quarter in the machine. 
Now, you know how when you put a quarter in a, in a, in a parking meter, it goes, and then it says, you know, good for an hour. This little white thing comes up. It goes, and just as it does that, a little plate on the side of the parking meter, I didn't touch it, officer. I didn't do nothing. No, I really didn't. I put a quarter in. A plate on the side of the meter comes off, and I want to tell you, about 25 bucks worth of quarters spill out all over my shoes, on my foot, they roll around on a curb, and there's nobody around. What do you do? Well, of course, there is that option. Put them back in the meter. <laughs> what do you do? Well, for those of you who are over 21 and are immune to evil, because we assume by the age of 21 you've either gone one way or the other, <laughs> uh, we will send you the answer of what Shepard really did in that moment. That was a moment of, of true moral question. There was a moment of, of, of moral... It was, a, it, was a, it was a tiny, small, but a very important moment of decision. And those quarters were bouncing around, and they looked so beautiful, Anna. You know, there's nothing that looks more exciting huh, when you walk along on the street than to see the glint of silver. Now, they, hardly anybody can, 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 can resist this. I mean, you, you look down, and you see a quarter on the street. You agree? Well, uh, I just wonder whether even, say, important guys like the president ever are faced with that. You see the president, he's walking along, thousands of people behind him, and the band is playing, da, 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 da. they're playing Hail to the Chief, you know. How does Hail to the Chief go? Let's go. Let's see, because um, I can't remember. I haven't seen a chief in a long time. Uh, <laughs> and so the band is playing Hail to the Chief, and he's walking along and marching, and he's about to lay a wreath at the tomb or something, see, and all of a sudden he sees a quarter on the street in front of him. Does he walk past it? I don't know. He does? I wonder if the president has credit cards. I wonder if he has the same problem I do. But every three months I get bills from the credit card. And I, I haven't even used it. You know? <laughs> Keep sending me. Uh, whoever is using my credit cards having a hell of a time. Yeah, well, uh, what, what's it out there? Oh, hello. Hello there. Yeah, did you, did you hear the traffic thing? You, you heard that? Where were you at the time when you heard the Jersey simulated traffic? Wait a minute now. Wait, can you get this uh, just, to, just a minute? There. You say, uh, uh, Freilandhuizing, what, what's the name of the building? Uh, Freilandhuizing Dormitory. It's one of three along the Raritan River. Now, the Raritan River has alongside of it a canal that was yes, built over 100 years ago. The very picturesque river, yes. And uh, what happened was that uh, we came in... Now, they were running sounds at one time for 1975. Or well, now, wait a minute. Did you know about this beforehand? Uh, no. Actually, what happened was uh, I came to the classroom, and while uh, the teacher began to lecture, suddenly there was this cacophony of sound. How did it sound? Oh, it was awful. You see, the problem was they used crummy uh, loudspeakers. Obviously, the state can't afford to do the proper type of job. I see. Don't tell me you were getting distortion on your 1975 traffic sounds. Oh, you bet you bet your bippies. <laughs> <laughs> How did it sound? They were running sounds for 1995 as well. I see. I think 1975 was bad. Well, uh, needless to say, uh, the next week, they, they were running the test for two weeks, and the next week we had class in a different building. My teacher refused <laughs> to uh, have class there. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the planners came in and yeah. he asked us our opinion, and uh, I and my class as a whole threatened to liberate the side of the canal <laughs> where uh, they had set up 
loudspeakers. Now, the problem with the loudspeakers was some, for some reason, I guess you would understand this better than yeah. I would, uh, the lower level frequencies were filtered out, and so all you got was a scratch. I see. It sounded like a 747 landing. Yeah, but maybe, maybe has it occurred to you that maybe that's the way traffic of 1995 will is going to sound? Oh, I wouldn't doubt with it. With the new you know. cardboard engines and all that stuff they're putting in cars, you know? Oh, I wouldn't doubt <laughs> it. And, and the worst part was this character comes in here. Obviously, yeah. he was an analyst from the state. And he yeah. comes in, and you, know how, you know how these characters throw sand in your eyes? Oh, yes. I asked him, uh, well, you know, what, how did you get the sound? He says, well, we recorded this from Memorial Parkway, and then we took the dipole multi-factor divariance and multiplied it by the ex hmm. facto law. Hmm. That makes so sense. I, so I said, what did you do, turn up the game? So he goes, yeah. <laughs> okay, man, hang in. All right. Excelsior. <laughs> well, um, that's a report on the cultural experiment in Jersey. I thought you'd like to hear that. They're playing the traffic of night. It's not, it's not going to be bad enough that... The, you know you're going to have a you're going to have the problem of actually having the traffic one day of 1995. We have to uh, give a preview to this. Man always wants to know. Uh, hey, listen, we got a couple of commercials here. How about this one? It says uh, Shepherd. It says announcer. Read slowly and romantically. <clears throat> All right, I got to get in a romantic mood. All right, baby. Here, get on my knee. Uh, <laughs> there you are, at an in- uh, there you are at an intimate table graced by candlelight. The sounds of strolling musicians create a mellow mood. <laughs> oh, you reach out and tweak her cheek, and you're enjoying a sumptuous dinner prepared in the continental style. No, you are not in a Parisian cafe, but you're in the delightfully sharp restaurant right in the heart of Manhattan on East 40th Street, picturesque, colorful East 40th between Park and Madison. At Les Champs, you'll find not only authentic French dishes, but also an international cuisine of exotic meat and seafood entrees, all at moderate prices. Les Champs, 25 East 40th Street, between Park and Madison. Oh, this is reading phony French accent. All right, did I do the, Did I do that all right, Nick? All right, let's see. We've got another one here. We've done... Uh, how about No, No, Nanette? No, No, Nanette. No, No, Nanette. Oh, boy, if I could... Oh, yes. Hey, how would you like to have your very own personally autographed copy of an exciting new book called The Making of No No Nanette. Wouldn't that be exciting? It's the real backstage story of the anger, the envy, the frustration behind Broadway's big musical hit. But the book is crampful with laughs and nostalgia, too. Here's Busby Berkeley's tragic fall from fame. Here's young Ruby Keeler tap dancing in a Texas guy in speakeasy, her disappointing marriage. All this wonderful stuff is in this new book called The Making of No No Nanette. A publication of Citadel Press, 222 Park Avenue South, New York City. The making of No No Nanette is in bookstores now for $7.95. But this week, Citadel offers it to WR listeners by mail for only $5.95. So get on the shtick. <laughs> I shouldn't mention that in connection with a book about musicals. And if you rush your order now, your copy will be personally autographed by the author, Don Dunn, to you or to a friend. So make your check. Or money order payable in the amount of five ninety five to Nanette Book, and tell them how you want the autograph to read. Send it to Nanette Book, Box nine zero four, FDR Station, New York one zero zero two two, and this offer ends Sunday, thirtieth of April. Hey, listen. Speaking of uh, things that are going to be over soon, we've been deluged by deluged by calls from people. All over. No, I don't. No more calls. It's all over. No more. No, no. I don't want. All right, all right, all right. But I can't take. Uh, just tell them to tell them to hold their thing there. Sorry. Uh, don't call us about the show at Princeton. Uh, I will answer the, uh, the your your questions on the air. There will be tickets on sale at the door. This uh, 
show is a benefit for WPRB, the Princeton radio station, and it's the fourth consecutive year that we've had a big thing there at Princeton. It's a great hall, man. If you haven't seen Alexander Hall, it's one of the great architectural monstrosities of the Western world. It's like doing a show in a pyramid. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to be at Princeton Saturday, the 22nd, at 8.30 p.m. It's the last chance for you to see the silver-tongued devil in New Jersey this season. Who is the silver-tongued devil? That's that rock group, you know. You know, silver-tongued devil and the angels, yeah. Pick up your tickets now <laughs> at the Princeton University store. I'm going to be there, friends. It's no rock group unless you call me a rock, and I have been called that. Uh, Princeton University store, 36 University Place, Princeton, New Jersey. 8.30, Saturday, the 22nd, and I will be there. Did you say there's an action group on the phone? This is not a telephone show we're doing here. What is all this? Yes, hello, yes. Uh, wait a minute now. I got the wrong one, you say? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. You want me for your action committee, baby? Uh, what kind of action uh, do you have in mind? <laughs> yes, we can. Oh, do you want to have your meeting? Do you want to have the meeting at your place or mine, huh? <laughs> uh, say about 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, right, huh? <laughs> I'll bring my uh, Jewish harp, okay? Oh, we'll have action. Thank you, honey. All right. Oh, hey, that's a great action committee. And and you know the thing I like about it? It's only going to be a two-person committee. You're very, very limited in membership. Oh, very. That's great, you know? I like that. That, that, that makes me feel warm all over. Uh, speaking of feeling warm, friends, one more commercial here we're going to throw at you, and it's the Great Shanghai. And if you like good, really good Chinese cooking, I, I um, this is this is one of Shepard's personal recommendations. And if you haven't tried the Great Shanghai, they got chefs from all over China: Setsuan, Shanghai, Peking, Canton, and uh, they have them all. So uh, I would like to. You can, some guys just don't eat all week; they just wait for that big brunch every Sunday. It's served from eleven to four. All you can eat for only two seventy-five. You can stoke up for uh, years. You know, one of the great things about guinea pigs, did you know, Nick, that guinea pigs stuff their food, you know, in their cheeks? Yeah, that's right. And they can stuff me. Crashing down, comes crashing down over there. And I said, "Wait a minute, you mean you mean the mountain crashed?" She said, "Yeah, that's right, the mountain crashed down." And I said, "No, you mean the mountain had an avalanche? Avalanche, where the ground comes down?" She says, "Oh yeah, that's right, avalanche." I said, "No, say it. That, uh, follow me. It's avalanche, avalanche." Oh, I see. I see now, avalanche. I said, "No, it's avalanche." She said, oh, so I say, I pronounce wrong. It's avalanche, avalanche, uh, avalanche comes down. I said, that is correct. Avalanche, avalanche, you say it right. She said, oh, now I know how you say it. You say avalanche. And I said, yes, it's avalanche. And so, uh, you know, hands across the sea, 
Uh, it's uh, kind of warm to <laughs> make communication with your brothers over the sea. And she was a nice little baggage, too, you know? Oh, yes. And so we went to this little cafe where we drank maybe seven or eight gallons of sake and talked about avalanche. And she, oh, avalanche, avalanche. And she was laying in the bed. You know, you, get, you just get all tangled. you got to be careful, though, when you're over there. You drink a little bit. Oh, yes, there's nothing worse than getting some spoiled sake. <laughs> But she gets a good sake, I'll tell you. Sake's really got a kind of a nice sake to it there. Oh, so make funny there. Yeah, yeah, you make funny man. Yeah, well, uh, baby, I'll, we'll get our action committee going tonight. I'll, I'll call you up there. Like, we'll have a meeting tonight, an ad hoc meeting. You know, ad hoc. <laughs> Sounds like a village assemblyman. Yeah. Oh, just one of those days, you know. What the Six of one, half dozen the other. This is WOR New York. You stay tuned for Lester Smith and the News. News in detail on the hour from the WOR Newsroom. A reported armed robbery attempt at a subway change booth failed tonight in the Bronx. Police said the two Transit Authority patrolmen were on stakeout duty at the Independent Lines 174th Street Station on the Grand Concourse when two men held up the change booth. As the suspect walked away, the patrolman ordered them to halt, but one suspect with a gun tried to escape and was shot as another alleged robber armed with a knife. One of the unidentified suspects was killed. The other was last reported hospitalized in serious condition. The patrolmen were not injured. Two New Jersey state policemen have been indicted for allegedly attacking a 19-year-old man last February 20th. A state grand jury in Trenton today returned indictments against troopers Thomas Grabowski and Dennis Whiteline on charges that they were among four troopers who beat Earl Harris of Ocean County at the Laurelton State Police Barracks. Harris said he was driving when he pulled over to the side of the road to talk with a friend. A state policeman pulled his car in front, told Harris to follow him to the police barracks. In grand jury testimony, Harris said he was charged with speeding, but a records check turned up no charges against him. Troopers Grabowski and Weigline have already been suspended from the New Jersey State Police. Apollo 16, now in moon orbit, is within 13 miles of the moon's surface. The spacecraft passed over the landing site where astronauts Duke and Young will land tomorrow afternoon at 3.41 Eastern Time. Both men will begin their first moonwalk tomorrow night just after 7 o'clock. Just before dawn Thursday in Vietnam, military sources in Saigon reported South Vietnamese paratroops were attacked by North Vietnam's tank and infantry units near An Luc. The communist forces were repulsed and six North Vietnamese tanks reported destroyed. In fighting outside An Luc early today, South Vietnamese losses were put at 13 killed and 48 wounded. Far to the north of those battles, sources reported a big combined force of Viet Cong and North Vietnamese attacked the town in the coastal Binh Dinh province. Militia forces were said to have abandoned some of their posts around the town of Hoi An. Out in the Gulf of Tonkin off the North Vietnamese coast, four United States sailors were wounded when the Navy destroyer's Higby was hit in a North Vietnamese air and sea attack. One North Vietnamese...